0: hey girl hey welcome back to another episode of she wakes up i'm stacy and today i am feeling so inspired and motivated Yesterday, I was able to attend an event that I was actually asked to speak at by my good friend Tiffany. And if you haven't yet listened to the episode where she's on as a guest, go ahead and check that out. Tiffany Malik, she is the owner of the Rise and Grind, a women's life guide. And she put on an event yesterday. It was called Becoming Unapologetically You. And it was just this intimate space filled with amazing women from all walks of life, all ages, all races, all cultures. It was just an amazing space to be in and we opened it up to just have some conversation and we left there of course with the takeaways but we just had this energy and i'm feeling the energy still today it's amazing how much power there is in a room of empowered women and it's just so Uh, It's something that you can't really describe. It's something that you just feel, and I'm feeling all the feels today. So with that said, I have something exciting brewing that I will share with you all very, very soon, Uh, but I wanted to put it out there and let you know that really cool things are about to happen with She Wakes Up because of all the energy that I got and the inspiration from being at such an amazing event yesterday. It's really cool what comes of that for everybody involved. Um, It was just something that i will hold on to forever and i look forward to doing many more of those events in the future so if you're not already a part of our private sisterhood over on facebook make sure to check out the link in the show notes and you can join us i approve everybody you know that has good intentions that's a woman that's coming into that group Um, it's a private space so everything that we share there stays within the group it's not always um, education and learning we do some entertainment we do some challenges it's a really fun group to be a part of but It's also like my VIP group, so anytime I have something new that's coming or if I run a sale or special on something, they're always the first to know. So with that, this new and exciting thing that I'm brewing up will be announced in there first. I promise you will be welcomed with open arms. If there's anybody that you want to bring along with you, feel free to share it with them as well. So I can't wait to see you inside of our sisterhood. Like I said, the link's in the show notes for you. And with that, let's get into today's topic, which is childhood adversity. We're going to unpack how childhood adversity affects your brain, your health, and your beliefs. So let's get to it. Welcome to She Wakes Up, a podcast where you are granted permission to rise above your past, crush your fear and self-doubt, and go after the future of your dreams. I know life has taken over and has driven you to a place where you feel lost and scared and you have no idea how you got here. You just feel stuck in your job, relationships, motherhood, all of it. I see you and you're in the right place. I'm your host, Stacey Feeling, and I'm so pumped to have you here. I've been where you are. I was lost in abuse, finances, anxiety, poor health, you name it. I was up and down for years trying to fix myself on the surface. What I found was the real damage in need of fixing came from the inside. And so it was. If this is you, come hang with me. Grab a drinky drink and maybe a pint of some ice cream because we are skipping the small talk and getting right to the juice. Because girl, it's time to wake up. started on our conversation around childhood adversity and the reason why I decided to choose this topic to talk about today is because a lot of what we talk about with the inner child and how what happened to you really does play a big part of where you are now and with topics like this we really get to stop and unpack what that means for us And this typically wouldn't be something that you would look into yourself and wanna dig a little bit deeper on what that means for you. And so we're gonna bring up these things together. We're gonna have these conversations together so that we can begin to help you understand how you got where you are, what it means for you specifically, because we're all different. We all have our own story. We all have our own journey. We all are going to different destinations. But the foundation of what it is that we all have to work through because you could have, and I'm going to read to you in just a minute some of the examples of what an adverse experience could be, um, but we could all have different Answers. We could all have a combination of some. Some of us might not have any, but we all have to work through that regardless. And so that work and what we need to do at a foundational level is very similar. And then once we lay that foundation, then we can start to get more specific on what that next level looks like for each and every one of us. But ultimately, for you, by digging deeper and unpacking some of these things that we typically wouldn't look at is really going to help you get to that next step in your healing, in your journey, to get you one step closer to where it is that you would like to be with yourself. And I know for most of you, you're looking to be happier. You want to be healthier. You want to minimize the stress in your life. You want to get past a lot of those things that are holding you back, the fear, the trauma the negative things that you say to yourself on a daily basis, all of that. So let's get into this. Um, the research is saying that two out of three adults have experienced adversity as a child to some capacity. So that means the majority of you listening have experienced some sort of childhood adversity, um, In myself included in those statistics. So I told you i would read to you the list of examples of what could possibly be labeled as an adverse experience as a child so you just listen and see if any of this is relatable for you so being physically harmed so hit slapped or hurt by a caregiver so that doesn't necessarily mean your parents Um, it could be grandparents could be a babysitter anyone that was responsible for your safety and well-being The next one is being inappropriately touched or experiencing other types of sexual abuse by an adult and or a caregiver. Being exposed to violence between parents and caregivers. So if you ever witnessed domestic violence, um, if you've heard threats, if you've seen any um, very violent altercations, that is definitely considered an adverse experience. If you've ever been bullied, If you've ever lived with a parent who experienced any mental health issues or any substance use and that was causing issues with them being able to provide and care for your basic needs um, or any sort of personality changes with that mental health or the addiction, Um, That could definitely put you at risk for your safety as a child, and uh, there could be some trauma related around that, just seeing your parent in that capacity, having to um, constantly live on edge, not knowing what their mental health state would be. Um, The next one is experiencing loss of a parent due to death or abandonment or incarceration. Obviously, loss looks different for all of us, and it doesn't mean that the person has to be permanently gone, but just gone out of your life. Um, that in and of itself is an experience that was, it could be very traumatic, um, could have caused a lot of grief, still could be causing you a lot of grief. So just remember that it doesn't have to be death for you to define it as a loss. The next one is experiencing separation from a parent through divorce or just divorce in and of itself, having to go through that. Sometimes divorce looks really ugly and messy, and a lot of times the kids have no choice but to get wrapped up in all of that. Another one is not having your basic needs be met, so not having enough food or clothing or shelter or clean water. Um, Maybe when you were sick, you couldn't properly be taken care of. Maybe your clothes were always dirty. You know, Just having those basic needs be met is a traumatic experience for a child. And then the last one is being ignored or made to feel unloved or not special. So this could also go along with abandonment. And when this happens, our body and our brain changes. It becomes more alert. We're constantly on edge watching for something to happen, waiting, anticipating. Um, and then as an undeveloped brain, as a child, we try to figure out safety, like that is our main goals. We wanna be safe and we wanna avoid any confrontation. Um, we don't want any lash. We don't want anything more to come from that experience. So we just put ourselves in that survival mode. As a child, not being able to really process what's going on, not having emotions around that, not knowing what to even do, you feel helpless. And so you just go into survival and that changes you chemically. Um, And so this overprotection and being constantly alert, watching out for danger, we are living in that fight or flight state way more than we ever need to. Um, And that it leads to chronic stress and the chronic stress, even as an adult, that same thing when we're constantly on edge and in that fight or flight mode that creates that chronic stress response because we're constantly trying to protect ourselves and be in that survival mode. Our brains never shut off and we just are continuously releasing these stress hormones. And the reason we do this is because we wanna avoid any more harm or stress and we wanna build resilience and we wanna survive and thrive. So we are constantly trying to protect ourselves. And then when we do this over and over and over it wears us down it changes how our brain and our body work which means things like increased risk for depression anxiety substance use and this also creates body changes so chronic illness and i recently just talked about this with somebody that i interviewed for my podcast and that is that chronic stress leads to chronic illness and this could be mental illness this could be physical illness Um, And so things like diabetes and heart disease and cancers can all be linked to chronic stress. And the chronic stress is related to being on that constant alert and fear of danger, which goes back to some sort of adverse experience that we are trying to protect ourselves from experiencing ever again. We never want to experience that again this causes trauma to some capacity. And because of that, it has the potential to affect us for the rest of our life. Even if it's not direct and obvious in your life right now that this is why maybe you are still feeling some of these things, maybe why you are still in this high stress, maybe part of the reason why you are experiencing any sort of illness, it could very well be that subconsciously you're still in that fight or flight mode and still trying to protect yourself from any further danger. Even though that risk has been eliminated in your life, it's still very real to your body and your mind. It's happened. So even if you've allowed yourself to push it back, it's still in there. And so when you're talking about limiting beliefs and the way that you think about things and the way that you show up for yourself, it is very much connected to a lot of these things that are behind the scenes that we're not opening the curtain to see because we we feel like we've dealt with that. But really, for most of us, we haven't really dealt with it enough to be able to really push it behind us so that we don't continue to come up with the same fears and the same beliefs and the same things that are keeping us going in this cycle of stagnation and self-sabotage. And here's the thing, even though we've had these adverse experiences and they have influenced how we think, how we feel, how we behave, but the good news is, is that it's not permanent. And we do have the capability. Our mind is so malleable that we can reverse a lot of the things that have happened to us by hope and healing and this is why we do a lot of the mindset work is because it really is possible physically science has proved that we can change our thoughts we can change our feelings we can change our behaviors and we can do that by reversing how we've always thought how we've always done and how we've always felt and for this particular episode that means how we've always tried to survive and protect Even if you're not consciously thinking about it, if you've ever experienced any of those things that we just talked about, there's a really good chance that you've never fully worked through that, and a part of you is still in that fight-or-flight mode. I know for me, I have a couple on that list that I have experienced to some degree as a child, and I would have never really thought that those things would have still come up, but it shows up a little differently as an adult. You know, I don't feel the pain, I don't feel triggered by having conversations around what happened. You know, I'm not afraid that that's gonna happen again because I've worked through that. But I know that some of that fight or flight, some of that self-protection is still there. And I will use bullying as an example. When I was in high school, I was overweight and then it wasn't until my daughter was two that I started to lose some of that weight and start to find my self-confidence again. But I know that's the reason why I put my health and wellness as such a priority now, especially, you know, how I work out and what I put into my body is because I know deep down, I still have those limiting beliefs and that, fear that if I don't take care of myself, I will get back to that place that I was before and remembering what that felt like, um, remembering what was said about me. And so I know that a part of my lifestyle and what I'm doing for my health and wellness is because of that. Um, before, I didn't put it into such a positive Place I was, you know, not paying attention to what I was eating. I wasn't taking care of myself mentally. Um, I was on medication for my anxiety. I just wasn't well. And so I make sure to really pay attention to that. But I know where it stems from. I have been able to dig that up and recognize that, and obviously, I'm still working through that, but it's very helpful to know that the reason why I act that way, the reason why I do these things is because of what had happened then, and it's really helpful to understand that about myself. So for you, some things that you can start to do if you recognize that you are still kind of tied to whatever experience that was for you. Most importantly, be kind to yourself and be caring. Just remember that you know nobody's perfect, nobody has a perfect upbringing, nobody has a perfect current life, there's no such thing as perfect. So try to make the best choices that you can for yourself, whether that's for your physical or your mental health, just be conscious about how you treat yourself overall. And just remember to show up for yourself because you are on a path to a new you, a new and better you, right? And so just embrace the journey. Don't worry about where it is that you're going right now. Just take it one day at a time and be kind to yourself. Another thing that helps is to be around people who respect and support you and this could be in the personal capacity or this could also be in a professional way where they 100% have your back because it takes a village not just to raise children but to also help us thrive and grow. Um, and learn. So it's really important that you surround yourself with people who understand and want to help you and just want what's best for you. Just like yesterday with that conference, just being in that environment around those women changed the whole energy of the room. And I'm still feeling the aftermath from it all. So making sure that you're letting go of those toxic people in your life who are just bringing you down, the naysayers, those that never believe in you, um, anybody that when you go to them and tell them, you know, one of your goals or something that you want to accomplish and they they doubt you, um, any people like that are just going to be negative energy for you. So make sure that you have fun with these people, that you share these positive emotions. They help hold you accountable. Maybe somebody you can find like a gym partner if you're looking to um, do better physically with your physical health, um, you know, trying to find a therapist or a counselor that really resonates with you for your mental health or just a partner that you can talk to and let your emotions out with. Um, The next thing that you can do is to increase your confidence. And how do we do that? Well, we try new things because if we try new things and we like them and we're good at them, it's going to boost our confidence. We keep going. We don't give up because we just keep pushing past because when we do reach an accomplishment and we can be proud, that helps us to stay motivated and keep us going to that very next level believe in yourself know that you are probably more capable than you're giving yourself credit for because we're all guilty of thinking that we can do less than and that's so not true make sure that you reach beyond what your basic goals are it is very important to have those next step tangible goals that are realistic but it's also important to have those big big dreams that feel out of this world and to just put yourself in that place and see how it makes you feel and just live in that moment. It's really important to do that too. So make sure that you're reaching for whatever dreams that you have, that you, you're you setting them, you're writing them down, you're intentional about them and you're headed in that direction. So every day you choose a path that's gonna lead you a little bit closer to that goal, big or small and celebrate the little things success is success no matter what so make sure that you are counting those little wins too and giving credit where credit is due so don't wait until you hit that big goal celebrate those little goals along the way and then lastly be connected with community so not only do you want to have those good nurturing relationships but also being active in some sort of organization or space outside of your inner circle so a peer group maybe you're part of like a facebook group or a mom's group or whatever type of space a book club even Um, or maybe you're affiliated with a religious entity so you maybe go to church or some other organization Um, wherever that you can just be in a community that lifts you up, makes you feel good. Make sure to stay away from any of those groups that just bring you down even worse or that people just continue to dump their issues onto you. You don't want to carry all their baggage too. You're trying to get into a better, more positive, lighter space, you don't need to be dealing with everybody else's heaviness. It's okay to be there and show up for them, absolutely, because we all need people like that, but really, ideally, you want somebody that, in a space, this group, to be on the same type of level as far as where their goals are and where they're headed and what they wanna do, because that helps to lift one another up together. And then making sure that the groups that you do align, not only are they free of drama and negativity, but that they align with your values and your beliefs and your culture. So, you know, if you're not a religious person, but your friend talks you into going to this great church that has this great community but that makes you feel uncomfortable, you like the idea, but it's not for you, that's okay. It's okay to find your specific space. Just know that it's important that this is a positive, healthy space, not another place that you're gonna just get sucked into and you know, then everything is everybody else's problem and you can't have time to focus or energy to focus on what you have going on. All right, so I'm gonna leave you with some questions today because whether you've experienced any of these adverse situations that we talked about today, maybe you have, like myself, experienced more than one, or maybe you've experienced one of these, but it's not as severe as it could have been, regardless of where you fall, I'm just gonna leave you with these questions so you can think about them, you can journal about them, whatever's coming up for you. The first question is, has adversity been a part of your life? If so, does anything come up for you when you think about that, whether it's an emotion, a fear, any thought, um, maybe a memory, whatever it is that comes up for you if you answered yes to that question. The second question is how has it impacted your beliefs about yourself and what you deserve in your life? So has that experience or those experiences in and of itself affected how you feel and what you think you deserve for yourself? Number three, are there ways you would like to expand your hopes and your dreams? Do you feel like you just don't have any goals or do you feel like your goals are just kind of blah? Maybe you feel like your goals are not realistic and that you don't believe that you'll ever reach them, that it's impossible. Just kind of tune in to how you feel about your goals. Number four is if you're a mom, how are you going to protect your child from adversity? Are you in a potential situation or have you been in a situation where your child could have experienced this adversity? Or how can you do your best to protect them from these happening to them? And I understand that some of these are beyond your control. However, if worst case scenario something were to happen, how can you then protect your child from getting to a place where they're carrying on this overprotective chronic stress alert brain so when they get to be an adult, they're still having to deal with some of those things in that healing process that we have to work through because we were never given the opportunities or the tools to help us deal with it then and like i said being an underdeveloped brain makes it even more difficult but you as the parent now you can understand and you have some tools that can help you navigate that with your child so that your child doesn't have to go as far with it And they can help you can help them deal with it sooner rather than later okay and lastly question number five the most important question i feel is what can you take away from today's episode that you can start with to help you unpack some of these adverse experiences and help you get further away from that fight or flight chronic stress state that is wearing you down physically, emotionally, mentally, whatever that looks like for you. What is something, whether it's taking care of yourself more, finding and nurturing those caring relationships with others, increasing your confidence, or becoming connected with a caring community What is something from those categories that you can start to work on today to help you become that next best version of yourself? So play around with some of the ideas that I threw at you today and see what resonates with you and what sounds good, something maybe new that you wanna try. Remember, that's something that you can do to increase your confidence um, and just see what works. And if you try one thing and it's not really what you thought it would be, go to something else and try that. Remember, this is just a process, and it looks different for everybody. Sometimes we have to switch it up. That's okay. There is no wrong way to do this, so don't get too overwhelmed and overthink what it is that you're doing. Just tune into yourself and pick what feels good to you and go with that, and if that doesn't feel good with you tomorrow, then do something else. That's all you have to do. Just stop stressing. Stop worrying about the things that you can't control. I know sometimes that that's easier said than done, but the more you can be aware of it, the easier it becomes to recognize it and then you can start understanding yourself a little bit more which means you can start unpacking some of this a little bit more and it really just builds on itself from there. So let's start to unpack some of that adversity and it doesn't have to necessarily be in childhood. Some of these things could have happened to you um, as a younger adult or maybe into your adulthood. It still has some of the same effects. It just looks a little bit different because our brains are different when we're adults versus when we are kids. So you could vary much be experiencing this and holding on to that stress and that fight or flight state even if this didn't happen to you as a child but unfortunately um, the majority of these things do happen to children and so that's why it's so powerful to unpack Um, but yeah I will leave you with that go through those questions, see what comes up for you. And I hope that you get some answers by doing this exercise. I feel like it's really helpful, like I said, to be able to begin to understand, like, oh my gosh, I never would have thought that my stress level or the reason that I'm on edge 24-7 had anything to do with this. But you're right. Like, use my experience with the bullying. It's so true. I can go, oh my gosh, that's exactly why. It's because I'm afraid of going back there. Um, I remember what was said to me. You know, those things kind of Haunt you, and even though you know, I know different and, and logically it, it all makes sense, and I, I'm healthier than I've ever been, all of that doesn't take away from the fact that that was an experience that, that I'll never forget. I just have to know and understand myself well enough so that I can work through that, so that it doesn't always have to be something that is affecting my brain, my health, and my beliefs. All right, girly, I will leave you with that. I hope you have a fantastic rest of your week. And remember, if you're not yet a part of our Facebook group, I would love to see your face in there. So hop on over and join. And otherwise, I will see you back here very soon.